but it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Hey, it's Lima time. Time! I'm one of your co-hosts, James Yasko, here with your other co-host, Patrick McClellan. Patrick, how you doing? Hey, everybody. We're okay. watching the United States get destroyed by Argentina. Uh, Patrick's watching uh, the Astros as well. I'm not watching anything because um, technology's failed me, and I've decided that I'm going to focus my efforts on recording this episode and and not doing anything else that involves... Uh, wireless internet so um smart you're welcome so because otherwise i'd be i'd be i'd be real pissed as opposed to extremely pissed uh that i am right now because the u.s men's national team is has is just in the process of of pissing this game away so they already have no it's over and you're not coming you're not coming back from two goals with uh a little over a half to go. It's it's a wrap on that. Was was it misguided to even hope? Yes. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, so let's be clear about that. Yeah, but there's always that thing. You know, you can always. You know, you're going to the game. So, but no, we didn't have a chance. Not this team. How is it in 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 a country of 330 million people? We can't find 11 dudes to run with Argentina. Our best our best athletes play basketball and football. Hmm. And their 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 inner city players play soccer, so their best athletes play soccer and football. I mean, football being soccer. Yeah, but I mean, there's only so many. Uh, if LeBron James was running down at, and like Ibrahimovic, are you kidding me? Like seriously, it'd be amazing. He's just as fast as anybody else. You got Gronk out there, like these big people. I mean, <laughs> that's why. And and because soccer is not where the money is. There's no. It, it is in the in the world if you. Well, Come out of this country, and you make you'll make a lot more money. Ronaldo made eighty eight million this year, just off soccer. That's I'd not say, so. That's not the worst. I'd say he made his. I, I'd say I'd say he. Well, overall, he made eighty eight million, but his abs made like forty million of that. Oh, that wasn't just soccer. That was total. Yeah. Okay. That's still a lot of money. That's a lot of money. What? Just a year. A year. He's also a beautiful man, so I, I hate him, but I I definitely have a picture of him like flexing on my refrigerator <laughs> to be like, hey, you don't you don't want to get that you don't want to get that bluebell, uh, you want to go work out right now. Like I I hate him, and and part of why I hate him is because he shames me into not eating things that I want to eat. Well, yeah, so, of course, then of course you're gonna hate him. Well, let's get let's get back to let's get back to soccer okay. later. Um, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Bravado Spice. Yay, Bravado Spice. We love Bravado Spice. We still eat it, even though we do need a new shipment. Yeah, we're running out. Seems like we're needing a lot of new shipments, and I don't know if we're abusing our power. Might be, but um, that's only because it tastes good. Yeah. So go to bravadospice.com. Get some. I I like the crimson, too. I love it. But I had some, like, fish tacos that I put the uh, pineapple habanero, and they were... Off the hook. Yes. 
get it because fish tacos. All right, bye. I'm <laughs> I'm leaving the show forever. Goodbye. Um, yeah. So go there and buy it. Uh, and they should be in all your local grocery stores as well. Um, I've said this before. Get in contact with me or James or even the Bravado Spice social media accounts. They reply to pretty much everything aside from trolls and maybe they even trolls. But uh, <laughs> if they're not in your store, uh, they can uh, get it there. So uh, do that. Eat it for us. We'd appreciate it. Take a and, picture uh, let's of you. Get, let's get to the sports talk. Let's get to the, the good stuff. <laughs> was that was that Harry Carey or was that Derek Holland doing Harry Carey? That was just me having a stroke over everything that I hate. Excellent. Uh, there's a lot of hate to go around. Uh, not so much for the – I mean there's – here's the no. thing. Okay, let me ask you right now. The Astros and, – and we're recording this during the Tuesday night game. Um, after the Astros turned a laugher into a sort of a, a butthole pucker game last night uh, where they had all the runs in the world and somehow only won by three runs thanks to Tony Sipp and his grand slam allowed. But the Astros, as of because the game hasn't finished, they're one game under five hundred. Um, 35 and 36, which, you know, they were, they were and I want to, they were 7 and 17 at one point this season. So, how are you, how are you feeling about this season now that we're we're sort of in the seventy we're the, tonight's the seventy second game of the season like how do you feel about about how things are going for the Astros? Well, we're we're trending up, so that's good. So last year we started hot and then trended down to sideways the entire year. This season we're doing an opposite, so I feel like we're gonna have some momentum going into the All Star break as opposed to dying. Like they did last year, uh, believe they have a long homestand to before the All Star break. Ten game, I think. I think so that's, that's right. a chance to uh, really do some work and put themselves in position to uh, not only go for the wild card but Ranger the Rangers. Again, I don't believe I don't believe it's over. I know they're having their best season ever and all that, but I've seen eleven game leads. Fit, Vaporized before. Oh, we uh, we saw an eleven game lead vaporized last year. So oh, yeah, I, mean, I talked about that on the radio this morning, and it was the Rangers that did it. So and it was a little bit earlier in the year, but it was the same month. Um, so it, it's been done. We don't have to play them again till August. Um, I'm not scared of them, and I said this last time we recorded. Like, yeah, they beat us during they beat us that series, but we can beat those guys. So I'm not scared of them. Or, you know, let's both make the playoffs and let's see what happens in the ALCS or the division series, whatever. I'm, I'm not scared of them. They're not that good. They're not as good as their record says. I don't care. They're, they have devil magic. Like, I don't – and I They do- have. Every time you look at the box score, they're losing, and then you turn around and they've won somehow. And then this is, happens every night. And somebody blows a lead and, and devil magic happens. But how much? I mean, how much devil magic is insurmountable when you're a good Christian team like the Astros are? Like, how do you? I mean, ultimately, you're just waiting on Judgment Day because the, this world belongs to the devil, and the Rangers are of the devil. So the Astros aren't going to get the luck unless unless here's here's what I think we should do. We need to get all the good Christian Astros fans to go. Everyone get a trumpet. And march around Globe Life Park or whatever bullcrap corporate name, knowing full well that the Astros play in Minute Maid Park. But whatever, they're gonna. We need to go around and we need to march around whatever stadium the Rangers play in seven times, 
blow our trumpets and see if the walls crumble. Because if that happens, then that's biblical, and and good things can happen after that. Yeah, I believe that would happen. I mean, there's there's biblical evidence that 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 it would. So, my, my, I I agree with you. The Astros are trending up, and here's my problem. Here's my problem with the Astros. I'm going to pull up the stats. Um, the Astros lost two of three against Oakland in the end of April slash beginning of May. And starting on May 2nd, okay, so we're, we're starting with um, the twin series that we said was an absolute, you have to, the Astros absolutely have to win this series, okay? Right. Um, on May 2nd, the Astros were, before that game, the Astros were 8-18, and 18, tied with the Twins for the worst record in the AL uh, and thankfully the Braves were the only other worst team uh, in all of Major League Baseball. Okay, so the Astros are 8-18. Eight and 18. Since May 2nd, the Astros have the third best record in, in the AL. Okay, yep. they are 27-18. and 18. Cleveland is better because they played two more games and won both of those. Okay, so, so Cleveland played two more games. They have, they have 29 wins in 47 games. The Astros have 27 wins in 45 games. Which also ups our, uh, not that it matters, but it ups our strength of schedule because that was one of the games where we're like, oh, Cleveland's a bad team. Nope, turns out they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're no. They're, We've uh, played only good teams they, somehow. Seriously, except for that twin series. like And Arizona. And Oakland is not good. Um, and, know, and the Angels are not good. And the Angels aren't great, no. So so the, the Astros are 27-18 and 18 since May 2nd. That is the that is tied for the third best record in the American League. That is winning sixty percent of your games. The goddamn problem is that the Rangers, even even with a six winning games at a sixty percent clip, the Rangers because they're the ultimate bros and are like high fiving each other have won sixty nine percent of their games. Like they have, they're thirty one and fourteen. So even though the Astros have gone twenty seven and eighteen over their last forty five games, they've managed to lose four games on the goddamn Rangers. That's but the, no, that's that's ridiculous, and that's but that's not going to keep up. I feel like we can keep up that pace. They're they're not going to, and some of the devil magic is going to go the other way. They've seriously had some like collapsing games that you know three run ninth, just a bunch of stuff, actual devil magic. So I I firmly believe that they are a good baseball team. I I, I do think we can play with them, but they're not the best team in the major leagues. They're just not. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know if that's just because I hate them. I just don't believe it. The Cubs are the best team, in my opinion. No, the Cubs are ridiculous. Yeah. And they're pretty much the same team record-wise, aren't they? Which is somehow very unbelievable. The The Rangers, uh, since May 2nd, ha- are a game and a half better than the Cubs. <laughs> that's hilarious. And that's not funny to you? I know it's the Rangers, but it's just really funny that they're having the best start in the history of the franchise yeah and the year we're supposed to win the world series and and the <laughs> astros uh with their 27 and 18 record have a plus 33 run differential the rangers have a plus 29 run See? differential so they're, they're, the rangers just win close games and and that and we do and we don't most of the time we've, we've pulled a few out lately and that's been the difference in the way they've played and their morale I, we're gonna get some bounces it's gonna turn around we're going to not always go to extra innings sometimes. I don't know if I believe that one, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, but it seems that we're just going to play a lot of uh, 
free baseball, which is the worst quote ever. I got. Did you see my tweet the other night? I got mad. And I was I just like, because everybody, I saw like 17 free baseball tweets. I was like, it's not free. It costs us time. Time is our lives. The Astros are literally killing us. They they really are. I mean, we spend <laughs> way more time watching I mean, the Astros. That's than not even adding in blood pressure and other things that they really are affecting. But that's time that they are taking away from our actual lives. Yeah. So Damn that. At, at the time we're recording this, the Astros are 11 games behind the Rangers, which is which is hel- not helped by the fact that they're like one and nine against the Rangers this year, um, because nope. baseball is stupid and is only out to kill us. Right. So at this point, I mean, there's there we're not even we're not even halfway through the season. That's something that I feel like I should get tattooed on my arm. Like <laughs> we're, we're not we're not. It, there's more time than you think, but. But 11 games back, obviously the goal is to just, just win every game. I mean, that's, that's the absolute goal. But are you looking more at what the Rangers are doing, or are you looking more at what like the Royals and Red Sox are doing to catch that wild card spot? I, I view it as – whoa, I got weird feedback for a second. Sorry about that. Um, I view it as a playoff spot. Okay. Now, I, do I want the division from the Rangers? 100% yes, but – I just view it as those are the options. Get in the playoffs. Yeah. That's all you have to do. So I I, I think realistically we all should be like, yeah, let, let's turn to the wild card. It's four games. And it's 3 nothing. Oh, he's offside. Sorry about that. Okay. Soccer interruption. Um, almost 3 nothing. Argentina. Did not count. But, yeah, so I, I think we should. It's it's not impossible to come back, so I don't want us to just settle for. Let's just get the wild card and just make the playoffs. That's the goal. Yeah. I don't care who it is, how we get in. I don't care if we have to go to Yankee Stadium again and do the one game playoff crap. I don't care. Yeah. I yeah, and I think I think my consternation with the Rangers comes with, and I, and you're probably in the same boat with with knowing people who are Rangers fans. And and I I made this comparison. I don't know if it was on Twitter or if it was just somebody that that Rangers fans are new money that think they're old money. Oh, that's that's what they are. Like they're yeah. totally like like carpetbaggers that think that they've been rich forever. When you've got you've got families that that have been ri- absolutely rich forever that uh, look down on that. Like I I feel like like Rangers fans think they've been good. And, and I know that there are a number of Rangers fans that have been fans as long as we've all been Astros fans. But right, of course. But but they've been garbage for more than they've been decent. Yeah, screw that team. And, and like that, not just like like actual garbage, like laugh of the lead, laugh, laughing stock of the league garbage. Yeah, like like not worth like what talking we've about. been the last few years while we were rebuilding, even though it was strategic. Right, like they didn't do it on purpose. And, and I think that those kinds of Rangers fans are dumb, are, are so dumb that they don't realize like kind of what the what the Astros' plan was. Like they just saw like Dallas motherfucker. Like they they yeah. And, 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 and so I don't know where I was going with that old money thing. Well, no, they're just they're bad people. That's what you were going that's at, that, I, that, and it's really annoying, and it makes them more insufferable. And I agree with it. Well, that's, that's why that's I, that's I don't like, hate them because they're da- I don't even really consider them Dallas, even though they are. But I think it's that attitude that loops in with Dallas that makes me hate them more. I didn't hate them when we started the stupid bronze boot. I know it's not the bronze boot. I just wanted to call it that. <laughs> the pewter boot. The copper, whatever the kind of metal boot it is. I didn't hate them then, didn't care. Even when we first moved over, 
where I don't I didn't hate them. Like it caused playing them and dealing with their fans and them going to a World Series and then thinking that they're the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. And they are not. They're not. They're the they're the worst people on earth. I mean, that's that's just a fact. So yeah, I think that's 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 my issue is that it's the it's the relationships of of the Astros Rangers rivalry um, that pisses me off. If it you know if the Mariners had come in and done this, it'd be like whatever. You know, everyone everyone has a cycle, but it's it's the Rangers fans that, that really just piss me off. I don't know. They'll get theirs. I hate them. They, they will, and I, I, at least I think they will. They might not. I don't know. So maybe maybe they have and ideally we get our revenge on judgment day when all the when we separate the Astros fans from the Rangers fans and the sheep and the goats and the Rangers fans head to head on to Sheol and uh we get to spend our eternity in in Jesus that's that's the ideal but we get yeah, to what about, what about our friendly uh Muslim uh Astros fans we can't really uh <laughs> I'm just I'm just staying away from the the grouping of the religions, but yes, I'm w- completely with you. We were all we will all go to paradise together as as Astros fans. Whatever paradise that is, yes, all Astros fans will be there. Yes, yeah. If you're a good person and you root for the Astros, I don't care if you worship the pagan <laughs> ghost devil Shamful. I just made all that up, obviously. <laughs> but if that's who you worship and you wear that that proud star with the H, that's right. I can get down with you. I can go into the trees and. We can do some woodland pagan rituals. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm down. So um, okay. So in looking, it's, it seems like it's our it's our constant uh, weekly, semi weekly thing. Like okay, where can the Astros improve? And the Astros sent down Tyler White, which I think was a good call because he had not been playing well since like the ninth game of the season. <laughs> um, they bring up Danny Worth, who has also not been playing well, but at least it's it's sort of a breath of fresh air. He's but come through a few times. He's 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 produced uh, when needed a few times. He hasn't been production, yeah. lighting anything on fire, but he's come through a couple times. That's all right. So the the big question, of course, is is what to do about first base, and it seems as though Hinch is more than happy to to play the Valbuena Marwin platoon based on whoever the opponent uh, opposing pitcher is how do you feel about that do you want to see singleton do you want to see reed because first base is a is a liability i mean it's a it, it, it is but see uh, i i think he's just kind of waiting to see when Valbuena's is gonna completely fall off he's Nah, he's, he's, playing, he's playing pretty well this year, so he's he Valbuena has been has been. He's played himself into the lineup, and I can't do it. There's nothing I can do about that. I'm I'm pulling up some Valbuena stats right now. Yeah, which do I probably it. already should have done. Um, so so and and Marwin, I, I we've said this before. I think he's the best utility player in the bigs. I'm sure there's somebody better, but as in, in terms of putting a guy in any position on the field and producing, I, I love I love Marwin Gonzalez. I think he's great. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Valbuena, in 20 games in April, 18 starts, he hit 183, 290, 250. 
that's the guy I know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's sort of kind of what we were what we were planning on. Or at well, least I wanted him off the team one episode. So I mean, I was done with him. Where I'm like, I'm okay with just eating that money and getting rid of him. No, I'm with you. I was I was ready to give up on on Luis Valbuena. So since we've already identified May second as an arbitrary endpoint, um, from May second to last night, coming into today. Uh, 41 games, 38 starts. Luis Valbuena is hitting 279, 372, 515. Yikes. That's Eight great. home runs, 18 RBIs, 36 strikeouts, 20 walks. So that's fantastic. It's that'll play at a that's an 887 OPS on a not unreasonable 326 Babbitt. Um so it, it's not it's not like he's just Turning, he's running into luck. It's it may be that April was just a terrible month for absolutely everybody on the team. It, well, that, well, that's a fact. Yeah, that that is a fact. So and see, I still don't think they've peaked. So that's why I'm optimistic at this point. And obviously, their record reflects that they're trending upwards, but they still haven't put it all together. No, I think Keuchel, you're right. Keuchel isn't getting his wins. He's pitching a little bit better. There's our our star bats are just now starting to come alive. I mean, they still haven't put it all together. I think that's the the best silver lining I can uh, provide. And you just hope that they that they they can be a little bit better. I mean, five games over it, to make up five games to get a playoff spot over a remaining ninety games. That's that's not a lot. I mean, eleven games. That's a pretty big jump. So. It is. And I tweeted this this morning that if the if the Rangers play 500 from here on out, which is likely, they're like they're going to play over 500. I mean, it seems. But it, but if we're just if we just say, look, the Rangers have been extremely lucky, and and just say that over the remaining over the course of the remaining season, they're going to play 500. The Astros need to go like 57 and 36 just to catch the Rangers. That's yeah. Which, I mean, the way that they've played the last month, five, six weeks, they've done it, but can you do that? Can for you maintain it? Yeah, for 130 games. You're talking about trying to be one of, you know, one of the major, one of Major League Baseball's best teams in history over a shortened span. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Uh,. Again, I, I got focused on the stats and forgot what the actual point was. I, I saw a tree and forgot all the forest around yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's not going to be easy. It's not, and I don't think it's the most practical path to the playoffs. But I don't think it's completely impossible. Is all I was saying. Especially getting to play them some more down the stretch towards the end of the season and getting yeah, we, a break from them where they don't have to beat up on us, and maybe we can go in there on a you know ten game winning streak and put a little fear into them and go, well, you know, who knows? That's August. Yeah. We got a full month. We can just play some baseball and not have to worry about de- dealing with those a-holes. And the, and this is, this, we're at the point of the season where the Astros play, it's it's something like 35 of their next 38 games, including tonight, are against either opponents or teams that are ahead of them in the wild card standings. There you go. So Then take our business. And, and that leads in, I think that leads into the next Rangers series. So, this is uh, this is the point of the season where they tell us kind of they kind of tell us who they are. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm very proud of them for coming up on my my June deadline, and I feel like that they did exactly what I wanted them to do. Um, 
and they're still quite not quite done yet. I'd like to see uh, them be over 500 after this series. That'd be fantastic. Or right at 500. That, yeah, right. I, th- at- I think we even said just a couple games under would be fine. That was by All-Star break. All-Star break, but, yeah. But now that what the Rangers have done, they've just made it a, put a little bit more pressure. But wildcard-wise, I mean, we're right where we need to be. Well, I and maybe this whole Rangers getting out to this kind of start is sort of a blessing in disguise where the Astros aren't focused on because I think the Astros were focused on beating the Rangers so much that they sort of lost the whole like just win a game. The big, it's the big picture thing. Now they don't have to. You now, don't even have yeah, to Who cares? Let the Rangers go win 105 games. <laughs> right. If you figure it figure it out in the playoffs. Yeah. And and so I'm looking at the schedule coming up and after this Angels series um and now come on baseball reference Seattle Seattle's in town cuz I'm going All right so yeah so the the Rangers and, and, and they're ahead of us they're two and a half games ahead of us I think they're two and a half out and they're they a game and a half ahead of us in the wild card I mean They have been playing very poorly uh right. lately so so this weekend the Astros are at Kansas City Oh yeah we're at Kansas City and then then their home stand starts Well well there's one more series there's there's at Kansas City and then there's a Monday Tuesday Wednesday series at LA at Anaheim Oh the White Sox too No and then there's the White final. Sox uh July 4th weekend and then starting on July 4th the Astros have three games against Seattle uh, and Oakland and that weekend. Yeah, then there's Oakland at Seattle at Oakland. So there's a lot of, I mean, it's Seattle, Oakland, Seattle, Oakland, and basically a home at home. And three with the White Sox, and that's all at home. So that 10-game that home home stretch could be huge going into the All-Star game. And then you open back up with Seattle after the All-Star break. Yeah, that, yeah that's right. There's the All-Star break in between that Oakland, home at Oakland so, at Seattle series. So that, that's a lot of uh, winnable baseball, in my opinion. I get Oakland is Oakland is a train wreck, and but they they they're one of those teams that I don't talk too much shit about just because they're one of those number teams that yeah. for whatever reason Coco Crisp comes Babe Ruth. That's <laughs> true. So I just they're, they're they're a garbage fire. Do not get me wrong, but I just I'm, I don't want to uh, lay into them too much and assume that we're going to beat them because that's very Astros like to uh, to blow a series like that. Yeah, no, that's but it's setting true. up very nicely. Yeah. Okay, so so back to AJ. I mean, are are you comfortable with? Okay, Mar- so we were talking about first base. That's where we lost our way. Yeah, that's where we that's where we got sidetracked. So Valbuena has played well enough of late that that we're okay with him playing third. That yeah, and maybe maybe Bregman gets moved to Fresno. Um, I don't know what happens to Colin Moran, but whatever. Um, I'm not. I don't care. Is it mean that I don't care right right now at least? Well, I, I think there has to be some some level of that when you're evaluating talent. Like, when like who can help you right now? Is it do you? I mean, Colin Moran had a shot. It didn't go real well for Colin Moran. So you move on to the next guy. It's sort of the the next man up. I mean, it it it, it changes based on your goals. And I think right. I think when we were seeing John Singleton, uh, who I hope comes on our show soon they didn't reply to my tweet so i I'm, I'm, i don't know we'll see i've had some I, i've slid into some dms and and maybe <laughs> maybe it's possible we'll see um maybe it's singleton maybe maybe it's aj reed because those are really your only two options at first base well there's there's no production there right so i don't have a problem with them trying both 
or I, AJ Reed, and they're hinting around AJ Reed being the being the answer, and we all think that's the answer. But I don't. He may not necessarily be ready. He's had some injury problems. I wouldn't mind Singleton getting a shot. We talked. About I, this I know last that's time. hard to talk about, but I mean, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, rather than like throw Singleton, just a shot, not make him our, you know, lock him in for the rest of his life. Right, and 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 we talked about this the last time I recorded that that, you know, Singleton, you, you've got him on contract. Like, give him give him another chance and see what happens. And if not, then give him his two million dollars and let him play in Fresno. And I'm still, I still love that so much. Sorry to interrupt you. I just love that he signed that contract. I was just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to take this money. I'm, it's my favorite thing that anybody's ever done. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing is that the Astros tried to do the exact same thing with that they did with Singleton. He took it. Um, who didn't take it? Matt Dominguez did not take that sort of deal. Uh, Oops. Robbie Grossman did not take that kind of deal. Oops, thing. Robbie Grossman, Sorry. Oh, Grossman's kind of killing it in Minnesota, which I don't really understand, but but whatever. Um, yeah, it doesn't mean he's going to land the giant contract that he could have had. Yeah, that's true. He's, I mean, it's not a guaranteed like fifteen million or whatever it would have been with the Astros. So, but I'm glad I'm I'm glad they didn't take it. Yeah, no kidding. Stuck there with Robbie fucking Grossman, <laughs> Bob Grossman. We had a th- had a thing on Bob, Twitter. Bob Gro- Robert Grossman. That <laughs> we called him Bro- uh, called Bob Grossman, and he he was like a State Farm agent. That's like that's a state farm agent's name. Like yeah, the guy that'll stand up and come to the door to greet you if you come into his little strip mall agency. He wears short sleeves and a tie. Absolutely, he does. So Bob Grossman, nice to meet you. <laughs> have a seat. <laughs> Let me. Have you have you thought about your death? Have you? Have, have do you, you, do you think about your family? <laughs> that, that that's Bob Grossman. You see that couple pins there? They're all yours. <laughs> For a low, low price there of for the kids. Two hundred and ten dollars a month. The kids still use balloons. I don't know. I can't keep up with them. I'm Bob Grossman, State Farm. <laughs> I got four grandkids. I totally ignore. Don't even know one of their names. I have no idea. He's it's Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> Starts with a J. He's bad in school. He's just a bad kid. I don't know. Bob Grossman. Sign with me. All right, let's get out there. <laughs> anyway, so. So, I mean, God bless Singleton for, like, taking the opportunity that was, I mean, for basically, like, gambling on his future and actually winning. Because well, it's not, and it's not that he bet on his future. He just guaranteed his future, which was, the, he was betting on himself, obviously, but he was also securing it at the exact same time. That's true. So, it was it was like a bet and not betting at this. It's like hedging. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but... Well, I mean, he was he was guaranteeing a future for him and his family, and also betting that he would hit his way into a bigger contract later and make more money. Yeah, but well, still like, making sure he was taken care of. It's one of the it's one of those bets that I've never come across where you're guaranteed at least like ten million dollars. Like no one has run across a bet like that, where if you don't sign it, you you play for league minimum or you eat peanut butter and jelly on a bus driving from Fresno to Salt Lake City. Or, and see how, how do you like, and how do you not sign it? That's, that's if, what I, as an as an athlete. That's what that's what kind of baffles me. How do you not? Even I mean, I think that, it has that, to, that Achilles can go like that. I think it's an agent issue. Like I think the agent tells like Robbie Grossman uh, and Matt Dominguez, like, no, dude, you can make it to free agency and you can score like forty, fifty million easy. And and they they sort of ignore. 
like the the guaranteed ten to twenty million that they may have gotten, and because they're focused, it's like turning down twenty bucks to try to get forty. Except you're talking in millions of dollars, and I, and I think that's that's more on the agent than it is on guys like Grossman and Dominguez. Yeah, I, I guess I'd agree with that. I, it's just that's so much money that that money makes money, and I, I understand if it was like some sort of lock you up through your prime where you have no chance to get a, a bigger contract and you're screwing yourself. But if you're just taking a little bit less and guaranteeing some money up front and setting yourself up, I, I think it's foolish not to do that. It's, it's, it, the team's even offering it. It's pretty odd sometimes. But it's, it works for both sides. We're, give, we're guaranteeing you this payday, and we're going to save a few bucks later on if you do it. Yeah. And we're all happy. We're all rich. You're still rich, buddy. Yeah, like you try, imagine telling someone imagine telling someone no that's trying to give you 10 to 20 million dollars. Because yeah. because it's, 4 years yeah. down the road you might make 40 to 50. And based on the way baseball goes, I I you take that money. So maybe Singleton is smarter than all of us and I think he is. Well, he obviously is. Like he's He's freaking rolling, and the rest of us are like worried on the 29th of every month. So, he's a good Christian man, isn't he? Oh, I'm sure he is. He I like, know, I, I've talked hip hop with him before on Twitter. We used to go back and forth. He like he likes the herb that's produced naturally. So, but some you know a lot of us do. Yeah, can't fault him for that. No, God put that on this great earth, or did he? Did the devil plant it? I don't know. They do call the devil's lettuce. It's the devil's lettuce. But I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's it's a gift from God, and and it's all because of like one dude in the 1930s that demonized it. I don't know. That's usually what. That's pretty much everything. Women not voting. It's just some guy was like, I don't, I don't think they should do it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. It's just, a, I don't like it. And I'm a white man, and if you're an, if you're not a white man, then you and I can't yep. sit at the same lunch counter. Yeah, it applies to everything from race to uh, to drugs to. Uh, any kind of inequality, yeah. It's just some white old white guy going. I don't like it. <laughs> My lunch counter is sacred. Damn it! I eat here every day. I just don't. I don't like change. <laughs> so so much wrong on the earth has been perpetuated because of tradition and history that it's not even funny. Yeah, all just stupid stuff. It's it's actually it's funny, but it's funny in a not funny way. That got real deep. Um, yeah. Philosophical Monday, Tuesday. What day is it? Tuesday? It's, Tuesday. It's Tuesday still. It's not Philosophical Tuesday. That's not a thing, guys. Don't go make it a hashtag. Hashtag Philosophical Tuesday. <laughs> uh, so I think, I think, from what I understand, we're in agreement that Marwin needs to continue being a super utility guy while, while John Singleton comes up and gets another shot and A.J. Reed continues to get triple-A at-bats and shows that he can hit the cover off the ball until, like, maybe another few weeks, month, two months I'd, maybe? I'd say a month to two months. I don't think there's any doubt, however, that A.J. Reed is the starting first baseman of the 2017 Astros. I, I don't think there is either, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was, uh, depending on where what happens, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was starting first base Going into the playoffs, depending on when he's called up and how he produces, but yeah. uh, he has the opportunity to. I believe he will get that chance. No, I, yeah, I think you're right. So, Unless somebody like Singleton comes up and 
does not give him that chance. That's the only way that happens, you know, barring injury or all that stuff. But with a DH, there's the flexibility to kind of shift Reed. Exactly. Well, that that too. Kind of shift Reed, Gaddis, and Singleton. It should should the decision be made, and we're making a lot of assumptions here. But but if you had to, and like everybody was raking all of a sudden, then you could kind of you could play matchups with with Reed, Singleton, and Gaddis on that DH first base side. For sure. Um, has there been any chatter about Singleton? filling in at all I, I haven't read in any of the uh the rumor blogs or any of that no no i haven't seen a single thing about singleton coming okay up. so then this will be something that again we break the news if it happens yeah it's one of those things that the astros front office listens to this episode and is like that's a really good idea <laughs> I, I mean it just it, it, there's no reason for them not to so i mean if the astros offered me a million dollars they're like we'll gi- we'll give you a million dollars to do this for the next five years i'd take it i'd go i'd go the singleton route i would too yeah so i think most people would one interesting thing on twitter that happened this week was uh our boy lance mccullers with the good hair um taking on keith law when Keith Law sort of paid him a compliment, and and I I'm trying to remember, and I'm I, I'm I've been trying to pull up the the series of tweets. Did they uh, delete them? No, I don't think anyone deleted them. But I'm just having a hard time finding it. But here, I'll, I'll pull it up. Talk. All right. Basically, the gist is while while Pat uh, counters the gist with the actual words, <laughs> and the the gist was that that Keith Law said, "Hey, I think Lance McCullers could be a dominant closer." And McCullers is like, actually, uh, and he wore a fedora. Oh, uh, he white man actually them. Uh, yeah, he was like, oh boy. Uh, I think I'm a pretty damn good starter, and you can continue writing. Uh, this was a quote. He said, "You can continue writing for your crappy blog, uh, and I'll just do my thing." That the yeah, I remember crappy blog was was a direct quote. So, have you thought about? Before we get into like whose side are you on here, I'm going to ask you two questions. The first question is, and I know that you're like scrolling through Twitter while I ask you these questions. Looks like he deleted them. Did he really? Yeah, I mean, I would. That's what my my first PR move. If I was, I'd be like, "Come on, bro." Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, go, all right, go ahead. Shoot. So my first question is: Have you thought about the possibility of Lance McCullers at closer? Um, yes, but also at the same time, no. Only because I, I yearn for a overpowering dominant starting pitcher. Yeah. This club needs that. And he's the guy I want to be that. But it's not like he has the stuff to be an absolutely dominant closer. That's, I don't think that's even up for debate, but he also can do that for seven innings. So uh, he can at least do it for five. It's just he'll, he'll, yeah, 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 five. But that yeah, let's. But I, I take the starter. That that's where I want him because that we need that that switch of uh, speed, the pace, and all yeah. that stuff we've talked about before. Yeah. So, but he, I don't know why he got defensive. He got I, real that, defensive. Like it's a weird, it's a weird thing to be like, hey, you're a pretty good starting pitcher, but I think you'd be one of the greatest closers of all time, and be like, f you, bro. Like that seems like a really weird. That's a and and maybe that's Lance McCullers being like a twenty-two-year-old bro from Tampa, but it seems like a really weird response. Being like, "Hey, yeah," and and Keith Law. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know your thoughts on Keith Law. Indifferent. I, he's a he's a yeah. He's a media personality that has experience in scouting talent, and he's divisive. But it's it's Keith Law. I mean, there's only like there's only like three or four dudes that if if someone tells me like I'd keep an eye on this guy, that that I'll actually keep an eye on him, and it's not going to be like some other like random like egg Twitter dude, right? But but when Keith Law says, "Hey, this this it could be beneficial to your team," like I'll I'll pay attention to that. And I thought it was odd, like when you could be, if you could be a, a middling starting pitcher or a dominant closer, and someone says, "I think you could be a dominant closer," to get pissed off like that. That's a really strange. Well, it's real. It's real easy on Twitter to, depending on your mood and how you can't see tone. So it's real easy to jump to conclusions. I've done it a million times with people replying and stuff where I'm just not in the mood for shit. And I replied back instantly with something. They're like, hey, man, this is, I just meant this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I took a step back. Like, oops, my bad. <laughs> I, I, I jumped on you, and I just took, I just read it one way in my head because of my mindset. So it could have been an instance of that because he seems to be pretty cool on uh, on Twitter. and Or maybe he has he does have a, an opinion of him, and – he used that opportunity to pop pop off back. Yeah, yeah well, but I mean, who cares? Big deal. He, I, I, I like the fact that he has some fire and that he showed confidence that hey, no, I'm a starting pitcher. I think that's pretty cool. But he didn't handle it the best way. Yeah, I mean, you'd rather you'd rather have a pitcher dominate 190 innings as opposed to 70. Right. And I and I'm used to just a bunch of pussy athletes in Houston, so I kind of like a guy that'll just <laughs> pop off and say something. To be honest with you. You know, I did a I did a big Twitter purge today. Like, I realized that I followed like thirteen hundred people on Twitter, which is way that's. I follow too many. I need to do it too, but I feel bad. Yeah, I took it. I took it personally. Like, I I thought like yeah, I, and I I cut like two hundred followers, uh, not followers. I cut like two hundred people that I followed, and it was like, look, you're like a minor leaguer, and you're not going to say anything interesting, and if you do something stupid, I'm going to find out about it anyway, and. And and that was I mean dudes on like the the twenty five man roster that I stopped following that athletes are a waste to be honest with you there's a, a hand a handful McCullers is one of those ones that says some cool stuff and will interact yeah Keichel and McCullers I went I, I went through an athlete I, I, a long time ago they're a waste I kept Keichel and McCullers because they will occasionally say Same, something yeah. that's actually interesting Hunter Pence as well is another I still follow do you still follow Pence. Yeah, he does some cool video game Twitch stuff with his wife, or I don't know if they're married yet, but they're at least engaged. I think they're married. I'm not sure. They're cool. And he's zany and fun. I always like Pence. So, yeah, I still follow Pence. And uh, there's a couple of people I follow. I can't think of off the top of my head. No, but it's the worst when you unfollow people, and it's really nothing personal. It's just like, ah, who are you, or I... Whatever. Yeah, you haven't and tweeted then in that four person years. follows closely, and their tweet like, "What did I do, man?" It's like, shit, <laughs> nothing, no, nothing. That's why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not interesting. So yeah, a bunch of minor leaguers got, and like I, re, I, I realized like as I was going through like the people that I followed, like okay, that was clearly the 2011 draft that I followed everybody I could. <laughs> um, could be, but yeah. So, I don't know. Um, 
what Pence, else we got? Pence actually brings us to an interesting uh, topic here. And someone mentioned this on Twitter uh, about the Astros being better at developing pitchers than they are hitters. Right. Do, I saw that too. Do you think, yeah, because they tweeted to both of us. Do you think that's true? Is that intentional? Is that luck of the draw? Like, because, I mean, on the surface, at least, you think like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, you've got you've got a, a, a few homegrown, I mean, Keichel is homegrown. He was drafted by the Astros. Yep. McCullers, drafted by the Astros. Um, dudes like McHugh and Harris are sort of reclamation projects that have turned out fairly well for the Astros. Like, do you, but, but who is the, and, and aside from Altuve, because Altuve is the obvious most recent uh, homegrown hitter, who was the last great hitter that the Astros developed. Um, yeah, we talked about this a little bit. Bergman's the only one that's great off the top of my head. Springer's on his way. Uh, so Hunter Pence, I would consider a, a success. I don't know about great. Um, but yeah, Bergman, uh, of course, Biggio, he was all Astros, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another one. Um, I, I don't, it's, it's just, it, I don't want to say it's an odd question. It's just, it's just luck of the draw almost. Well, I mean, we talked about last, was it last week, uh, about the draft being a total crapshoot. Like you never know, you never know what you're going to get. And who's going to develop and who's not. And who's, I mean, how many, you know, people in charge of pitching development and coaches we've had. I mean, it, there's so many different factors that go into it. It's really hard to pinpoint which um but off like just off the cuff it sounds like pitching has been better but i don't think that there's a focus either way i mean obviously 50 50 is ideal well in in trying to come up with like an interesting like uh, with trying to come up with a hot take t-a-y-k um take 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 uh i was thinking like well Pitching is more expensive in the long run, so if you're gonna if you're gonna develop one or the other, then you'd rather develop pitching because it saves you money over time. But but I don't think that's a long. I mean, you'd rather home grow everybody. Of course, that's the goal, and that's what they. That's why we were the worst abomination in history of everything for the last <laughs> few years was to do that just that. Yeah, was and to be, just and, home grow everything, and we got into that, and then bring in. Bringing the little pieces to uh, fill in the gaps, and we got into this point of the 2010 to 2014 Astros because they could not develop anybody, right? So this is an off the on off note question: Would you rather have Hunter Pence or George Springer? George Springer. But that's, I mean, right right now or same age? Well, Pence is like 32 right. at this point. So that's so. a no-brainer. There's upside with Springer. But I think Springer has the tools to be great. I'm going to write this up at some point in the next couple of days comparing Pence and Springer's development. I'm really – they're, they're, they're very, very similar. That's what I was it, thinking. And the way they play, um, uh, a lot of similarities. Swing. Remember when Pence would just swing and fall? I mean, the same. I mean, the same kind of stuff, almost to the T. If arm, both had arms. I mean, if George Springer turned into Hunter Pence, would you be disappointed or would you be okay with it? 
it's funny. I I'd be okay with it, obviously, because I'd be a fool not to be. But I I do have higher expectations for Springer, but that's just a personal thing. I think it'd be unfair to be like, hey, uh, be better than Hunter Pence, who has <laughs> World Series rings, and didn't he win an MVP, a World Series MVP? Or am I crazy? No, I know uh, Buster Posey got those, but he had some big playoff home runs and hits, or World Series rather. Yeah. He's a big part. They love him in San Francisco. Love that dude. Well, I mean, that, Hunter Pence is a dude that's been – he's been loved everywhere he's gone. Like, of course, of they course. They loved him in Philadelphia. Like he's, like, he's a hero here. there. He was – yeah, they, lo- they loved him in – the Phillies fans loved him, and we loved him. And Yeah, the high socks, the way he plays. He's just, and he's just a weird, weird, zany, cool dude, just a real dude. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I would be – I wouldn't be disappointed, but I, I have higher hopes for Springer. I think Springer's – can be great yeah and we we see it we see flashes of it he just has never quite put it all together and he shouldn't it's what's great is that they're all so young like this is all still somewhat raw talent and you know the, the it's, problem- and we it doesn't feel like it because they've been up and we've been watching them and there's so many games but like this is all still so new yeah it really is like this is the birth of a possible dynasty like this is the very very beginning and we just got a wonderful taste of it last year. But there are just good things coming this this franchise's way. Unless we are demon-cursed. And then in that case, they aren't coming this way. And that's just what it is. No, I, I, I can't. I, I totally agree with everything you just said. Like, you know, I, I feel the same way about Springer. Like, I think he should be. And, and I think he would be. He had random injuries. You know, we got the freaking... Royals, Edinson Bulkez hit him on the wrist. No, oh, I'm still mad about that. And and then the year before, he got that quad injury that kept it. The typical Astros, they were like, it'll be day to day, and he was out for like six weeks. And yeah, that was annoying. And and so he's he's lost like a full season already to random ass injuries. That now we're kind of getting a taste as to the kind of player he can be. And and it's exciting, and so yeah, I'm with you. Like if he turned into Hunter Pence, awesome. You know that's a solid player. But I sort of expect a little bit more, a little bit more from him. So, well, I mean, we'll see. But but Altuve is clearly the the greatest hitter of the last ten, fifteen years that the Astros have produced. Easily, it's unbelievable. I mean, I can't even put into words how. How how great of a hitter he is! I mean, he's on his way to being an all time great hitter of anybody. And it's it's so cliche to say if he can keep this up for another ten or fifteen years like that, you don't want. But he I mean, does keep it up. That's the thing. He's just gotten better every every single year. Altuve has gotten better. Yeah, yeah. I think he hit another home run tonight. See, I have everything turned off. Yeah, I believe before. he hit the solo shot. Uh, no, Correa homered. So Correa is getting hot now. Which is good because we had a big, I had a big point, a big exclamation point to talk about how do you feel about Luis Valbuena's OPS being better than Correa's OPS, and over the last twenty four hours, that's been that's been don't discounted. Care. So don't don't care, don't care. <laughs> I don't care what Correa's doing right now. Like he he's twenty one, and we, yeah, we talked about also the King and on on the sophomore slump thing. Like that's just. He's Correa. I'm not worried. Any he, anything that he does, we're good. And for he's, now, he's got five to six years before he hits his like MLB approved prime. 
Right. Think of that. So, That's hilarious. So I'm okay with with struggling with a 770 OPS at shortstop. Right. A calendar year after you've been called up, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I hadn't even played a full season yet. So I mean, in terms of, you know, of the year. Yeah. Or has he even played a full season? Has he played 162 games? I, I at this point, I think he has. He got called up like June. Pretty, 8th. pretty close. It's, it's it's a it's like 170 games if it's anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. So, and he even feels like he's been here a while. Yeah. So, so that's why we need to keep everything into perspective. And maybe that's our job on this show is to just kind of reel everybody back in and be like, look, this is – we're just piecing this team together. And I know they all came up together and we, we know them. And, but, man, it, it's coming. Trust us. We know what we're doing. So Sort of. Yeah. We, yeah, we at least have a platform <laughs> we, to act we like we do. know what we're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I uh, for I still think that they uh, they pull out a wild card win this year, and I'd love for them to do the uh, the division as well. But that ain't gonna be easy. It's not gonna be easy. They have to. They have I'd to... love to. I'd love it to be on just on us playing just good baseball, solid baseball, and a, just an epic collapse up in Arlington. Just yeah, a, that would be just the best a thing. Brutal collapse that they can't live with themselves that's what i want to happen prince fielder gets tired of his veganism and like eats another eats cole hamels like that would be right just like throws him in the hot tub and like and and to borrow a houston counterplot um tweet to he like throws cole hamels in the hot tub and like chops carrots and onions and like eats him as a soup that would yeah be- you darvish changes his name to me me darvish they get confident <laughs> and like just a bunch of just stupid shit like that happens. Yeah, be the best. And yeah, but I do like Cole Hamels getting eaten. That that makes me very happy because fuck that guy. Hey, that Woody from Toy Story looking ass. I just hate that. They're just a bunch of ugh. Aside from AD, uh, aside from Adrian Beltre, they're an unlikable group of people. And I lo- I do, I don't. This may be controversial. I love Beltre. I don't. No. I think if you're a baseball fan, you love that dude. That's exactly. What I, I was like, look, I, I love baseball, and Adrian Beltre is a national treasure. And but but seriously, screw everybody else on that team. Like screw screw Andrews, Colby Lewis, Cole Hamels, Jurickson and Profar. Screw that guy. Screw Ian Desmond. Yeah. Screw, yeah, screw everybody. But Adrian Beltre is a good dude. What do you think about Odor? Uh, screw that. Uh, I, Even though he plays hard, and he's if you had him, you'd kind of like him. Well, that's that's kind of what he, I said. He's in that area for me. He's like a a Bruce Bowen type guy. That you, Ooh, that's you're, a good, that's uh, a good what's time. the Robert the guy with all the tattoos that everybody hates that plays for the Memphis Grizzlies now? Uh, what's his name? I can't think of. But everybody hates him. But he's one of those guys that gets in your head, and if you have him, you love him. No, I, I don't totally know. agree. I think I hate him now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, no. If and I and if if Odor is on the Astros, then that means something happened to Altuve, and I'm not okay with that. So well, that yeah, that yeah, no, me either. But but no, he's the to- he's totally the type of guy that like I hate him. But if he came to the Astros, like I'd love him like a like a brother, and I'd love him like a whore. <laughs> so so whatever but no I mean that had no. to have been cathartic and, and I know we're like a like three weeks removed 
from this, but but to to punch Jose Bautista in the jaw, like that had to have been cathartic for Rangers fans, for butt hurt Rangers fans who don't understand the randomness of baseball, who are new to this baseball fandom thing. Of course, yeah, they don't, they have no idea. Idiots. What would so? All right, so and th- and I think we should close with this because we've gone on long enough. Um, Odor punching Bautista. What is the Astros equivalent? Like, who is the like the one dude that you want to knock out? Uh, one Astro that you want to knock out an Astros opponent that has absolutely tormented you and gave you one of the worst moments of your entire baseball fandom life. Hmm. Because I have one. Uh, this in is mind. tough because I, Albert Pujols is like an angel. You know that, right? Is I he, hate to say this, but he is an absolute angel of a person. Like one of the nicest, yeah, best no, people. A, so I hate what he did to us, but I, I can't. I just can't do that to somebody who's such a good person. Like he's like a saint type good person. No, no, like yeah, that's how. He, like, it's it's a, actually it would be annoying if you looked at how good of a person he is. No, a daughter who has Down syndrome and just a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, just a son of a bitch when he plays us. Um, so who else do I hate? Hmm. I'm flashing through all these moments and I don't. So so what is yours? I, I'm trying to think. I, uh, what if the Astros play the Rockies and and Ken Giles went and just knocked the piss out of Walt Weiss for what he did in that last game at the Astrodome? I'm okay with that, and I think that's the guy you want. I, and, I, and I feel like Cargo would be a guy that can throw a hook. Like he's ready. To th- he's high energy. I think he can throw down too. He's he's high energy and he's frustrated. Because like, I feel like Ken Giles is the guy that gets in the fight, but all his boys are there to jump in too. So I don't know <laughs> if he he's got the anger, but I don't know if he can actually hold it on his own. Like he's mm. he runs with his with his crew. That's a good point. And then uh, you know Altuve can fight. He looks nice, but all little guys can fight. Yeah, that's true. He's scrappy. Yep. Uh. Beat up Cole Hamels. No, I'd love it. God, I'd love it. If if or or, if or like, uh, who's the ugliest dude on the Astros? If it's is it Valbuena? You think Valbuena's the ugliest dude on the Astros right now? The ugliest? Yeah. I, I, the Possum King's got to take that. Got to be Ras- If Rasmus, he's just a dirty, just Possum King, Lord of the. Possums. If Rasmus went straight up like Fight Club, like Edward Norton beating up Jared Leto on on Cole Hamels on the mound, I would buy every single Rasmus jersey in in the absolute world. I would too. Like and and if if like if he got up off a of Hamels halfway lifeless corpse and like shrugged his shoulders is like I just want to destroy something beautiful. Like I I would be in one hundred percent agree. I would I would help pay his bail. I'd do whatever it took to keep him. Any active. player who did that I would I would do the same thing. I have something better to uh end the show on. Uh I went on the Alan Michael show this morning. You have you uh, uh, hold on every but Tuesday. Get... It's been fun. So now we both have recurring segments. Wait, before you get into that, I wanna know how do you have Possum Kingdom as your intro music? And, and they did I, it I because have like they, I am, I'm a big hit. They love me over there. 
how do you, what, 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 you've got? Positive, I didn't ask for it. I've got like the Southwest Louisiana like car dealer king of the world. Like, oh, I get to hear all their ads, but no, I just have a cool rejoinder music. That's no, that's the first time they've done it. Well, I listened to that and I was like, "This is bullcrap." So, Alan Michael, I want, I want root down for Friday. So, Pat is don't, on. Lafayette. Don't give in to his demands. He'll he'll want more. Yeah, so, no, no, I do. Uh, and all I want is... Okay, so then you then you listen. You heard the story told about uh, Madison Baumgartner and uh, Eric Kratz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. That's amazing, yeah. So Eric Kratz hit a, a game-winning home run for Pittsburgh off uh, Madison uh, Baumgartner. That's, that's typical Astros. Yeah. Eric yep. Kratz, the dude that fell down on purpose... On opening night in Houston against the Royals, and did absolutely it's, nothing. It's more else. more just having two hits. It's more my issue. I actually like that part just because he's a clown and I'm a comedian and I appreciate guys who are clowns. But I know people didn't like that. But yeah, just having two hits all together was kind of my my thing. And I guess his third hit is a home run off Madison Baumgartner to win the game for Pittsburgh. <laughs> so what in the hell is going on? Anyway, so so to your point. So if you're in Southwest Louisiana, then then you hear us on the radio. Patrick on Tuesday, me on Friday, uh, on the Alan Michael show. Alan Michael, fantastic! It's a great show. I he he it's the best. We got conspiracy theories. You go on there and talk all the the sabermetrics and the math, and I get to talk about possums and witches and <laughs> black helicopters, black magics, and all just all <laughs> sorts of voodoo and whatever I want. And it's it's great. It's, I love it. It's a it's a great show. So, We're yeah, on our way I'm to becoming the kings uh, of all media. Let's like, do that. Go go. All right. So go ahead. What you were leading into a story? Oh, like, I was going to just talk about the Kratz thing, but I do want to get your predictions for uh, Euro 2016 since we're such big football fans here. We are. Uh, so I was born in England. Um, we moved to the states when I was. My dad's from Lubbock. My dad's like six. It's like six foot, two hundred and fifty pounds from Lubbock, and my mom's like five foot four, from like I don't know, middle of England, and a red hair, accent, and everything. And I was I was born over there. We moved here when I was like two. So so I have like a, I don't know. I I care very deeply about the England national team. I do uh, too. And I was in a an existential crisis in two thousand ten when the U.S. played England in the group stage of the World Cup. Um, and since the U.S. is trash, as uh, exposed by Argentina, like I just England is England, and I want them to win, but I have zero confidence that they'll do anything. Well, they they have an Astros like curse as well. They do. They they have the they have the promise of promise, and then they fail to deliver on any of that. Oh, they do, and they finally uh, got over the hump there with the. With the the Welsh game, I you should I, I might I might tweet. A I saw picture. I saw your knee it did not look good. Yeah, I might tweet a picture of my knee, and I I sort of we were on vacation. We were at like Travis, and did not have our our kid with us. And I had been drinking beer from a very early hour, uh, and England scored in the ninety second minute, and I slid on carpet, and I absolutely wrecked my knee. So I might tweet a picture of that tonight as a teaser to the episode. But it still hurts, and it hurts to bend it and extend it. But I just, ugh, I, I hate, I hate 
Cristiano Ronaldo so much that I actually want England to draw Portugal so that they can possibly destroy. Uh, so you know he's due a three-goal game, right, based on what he's – he just hasn't been playing well, missed the penalty, missed a couple of easy goals in that uh, that last match. I, I wouldn't want the wrath of Ronaldo, to be honest with uh, you. He's useless. I mean uh, – oh, oh, Cristiano Ronaldo is useless. He did you see an, what he did in the Champions League? He has an inverted penis. That's a fact. He Well, that inverted penis plays soccer very well. <laughs> he's incredible. You can hate him all you want, but I, and I do, and I hated him when he was in Man United, which is oh, your I love team. Him. Glory, glory, Man United. And see, I like Leeds United, which was really so. Yeah, when you're in like the third division now, mm-hmm. you're not even a team. It was really cool for me, like 15 years ago, to be a, Le- a Leeds United fan. Now it freaking sucks. <laughs> At least you're loyal. Yeah, no, I'm not about to switch. So my brother-in-law, my wife's husband, he. Uh, wanted to get into the Premier League, and he's like, "Help me follow a team." And so I was like, "Okay, but I'm not. I'm not going to be a fan. Like you have to understand. Like I'll talk about the game with you and whatnot." And we ended up choosing Newcastle like last year, or maybe the year okay. before. And it was when they finished like fifth in the Premier League. And I was like, "Look, they got a long history. Let's go with them." You know, Alan Shearer is freaking great. And and then they just straight up fell off. So maybe maybe I'm cursed. That that explains a lot. And like they're re- they got relegated, right? Yep. So they're in the champ. They're going to play Leeds United, like, and who is never going to make the Premier League again? No, they probably will not. Well, I don't know. The mindset's going to change now. I love that people are so mad right now. I've turned this off. They're like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> it's a um, county. But no, with um. With Leicester City winning, it changes the mindset of uh, smaller clubs that anybody can win if you throw a little money. And uh, I don't know, there might be a new hope in the uh, in all of England now. So what's your, what's your excuse? Like, how did Man United screw that up? Uh, I don't know, man. Ferguson retired. That's the problem. Well, that was yeah, that was the main problem. He's can't not. beat. He's the best of all time. Oh, yeah. just wait for this year. We're winning the BPL. You have Mourinho, right? Yep. And, and Ibrahimovic is signing, and it's going to be great. And City has Pep. Yep. It's going to be a fun year. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Not so much for me as a, I mean. Well, maybe what, it'd be cool if we got a, a Leeds Man U uh, FA Cup match. This w- that that episode that's would the only be, chance we have, I guess. It would be just obscenities screamed at each other. That's I'd break my rule. I'll drive halfway, or I'll drive to Waco to watch it. Or if, if there was some way, I don't. It's usually during the school year, so there's probably no way to watch no, it. I, but I, if there, there was, there was a way. If there was a Leeds United, Man United FA Cup, I would drive. I would take the day off, and I would drive to Houston. And say it's like, yeah, that'd be fun. I'd be like, I have a family illness, and and the illness in the family is me. And I need the day off. And I, yeah, we'd meet yeah. up. All right, you got a deal. Fight to the death. We'll do it. It's a good episode. All right, do you want to you just keep talking? It's the bottom of the ninth right now. Uh, nobody out, spring her up, just uh, for the fuck of it. What's the score? It's two to one, Angels. God dang. Good old Houston streets on the hill. I got a dumb name. <laughs> 
cool. I mean, Houston's a cool city, but Street, I don't know. I would say that James Street from Friday Night Lights is better than Houston Street from Major League Baseball. Yeah, I would agree. But he's a terrible character. Uh, he's sort of unlikable. Yeah, he was all. He was like, I hated it. He he ruined that show. I love that show, but he he was the worst. Sympathetic, but unlikable. Oh uh, yeah, I just didn't. I didn't. I never got him. My wife would straight up leave me. My wife, who's in the same room right now, <laughs> uh, she's listening to me record. She would straight up leave me for Tim Riggins. Not necessarily. I would leave you for Tim. Wait, I'm not with you. Um, <laughs> what? 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 No, yeah, Tim Riggins, but he's a he's just kind of a piece of shit, though. Well, I mean, and and it's not even like Taylor Kitsch. Like we're sort of going through no actual Tim Riggins, like actual Tim. There would be a camy sized hole through the door if if Tim Riggins pulled up in a convertible and was like and honked the horn twice. Like she would straight up leave me and my daughter and to go like he's like you know he's working. At the Alamo Freeze right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally is. He's at the Sonic. like he's working for Saracen. Like he's <laughs> he's not even assistant manager. He's just like working the register. No, one day he'll he'll graduate from Fries. And I don't on. think so. I think he'll stay the same, drink beer, live in like the back of somebody's yard. He's very the, uh, he's got some Colby Rasmus in him. It's not the worst existence. No, I love Riggins. He's a loyal dude. Texas forever. Texas forever. But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's plate, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole. 